This podcast contains adult language. Today is October 18th, 2016, NFL Week 7 Picks and Kicks. As usual, Calhoun with me. But we back in the building, baby. Fresh off a of robbery. And it wasn't us this time. Let's go on to start with that. Let's go on to get right into it. The Falcons against Seattle. I think if you go back and listen to our Double R and Digital Darren Pickle Falcons record, shout out to Double R. We both had the Falcons losing this game. Just because Seattle, the 12th man, blase this, blase that. I think me and you talked offline and you had the Falcons losing this game. Not in our wildest dreams that we feel they would lose the game in the way they lost the game. It was highway robbery. They didn't lose the game. The referee stole it from them. Yeah, so let's talk about that because there's been a lot of conversations coming from the Falcons. A lot of good conversations. One is that you know, passing the finish play should be challenged. What are your thoughts on that? I think in certain situations they should. The, there's a couple things that need to change with the pass interference rule to me to begin with. I think they need to go to that college format. And I give it to college. It's spotted foul and up to 15 yards. Like, 40, 50 yard penalty should not be, period. But I agree. In certain situations, I think within two minutes of the game, so they could do it like that because we don't want to just – they don't want to do that. That's not just challenge do. everyone, yo. Yeah, we don't want to do that, have them where they could challenge everyone. But within the last two minutes of the game, they should be able to institute passing fence calls because that was the – that was the game. Because we – that pass interference call, where they are, Matt Bryan hit that. Maybe we get five, ten more yards, but we trusted Matt Bryan to make that three-point field goal. Well, even then it was first and ten – one time I left a minute 35 on a play cop on their 35. So, good. yeah, you got 85% of your playbook open. You know what I'm saying? So, you don't have to – time isn't even a big deal right then. Plus, you had a timeout. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that the, pro- the biggest problem to me in that situation was that the officials had their mind made up that they weren't going to call anything. You can't do that. And that happens a lot in professional sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whatever. Stuff with like baseball, where it really doesn't matter. But they already have in their minds, this is a game. We're going to let them play this one play. Now, they may call it differently the whole game, but on these kind of, this is for the game type plays. Hey, we're just going to let them play. It's going to be a little rougher than normal. We're not going to let the whistle decide the game. And what happens is when you do that, you don't let the whistle decide the game. And sometimes the whistle needs to decide the game. Because what Richard Sherman did was highway robbery. I wouldn't even, I would not have been mad if he would have just grabbed him a little bit, if it was tiki tack, but he literally held his right arm down. And he turned him. There's no way you give up that code. If it was like the rabbit off of P out, which was a penalty, which was pass interference. And I see why they call that. But if it was like that, 
I would have been pissed, but you know, maybe Julio can make the play. But he totally held and grabbed me. And for the referee to be right there, I mean, that was just despicable. Yeah, you. I mean, it was right in the rough stage, and that's why I say you could look at him. You could look and see that he had already made up in his mind. I'm not throwing my flag, regardless. Yeah, I had him lose. I had him losing, but I'm gonna be honest. I had at the beginning of the season, I had him losing many more games. This is not like the Falcon teams that I thought was going to be playing. Well, you talked about this. Me and Double R pretty much won schedule, so we both had them four and one. Going into this game, we both had them losing, so they're four and two, like we said. But, yeah, but everybody had them losing at Denver. Yeah, but I mean, just sticking on the Seattle game, nobody had them losing like this in that fashion. I think the first half was kind of what you know. To be honest, I thought was going to happen. I thought they were just going to be tired. Seattle was going to have their way with them. They haven't been home in two weeks. I just thought Seattle was going to blow them out, but they did show me something. I Make, didn't think Seattle was going to blow them out. I don't think nobody can blow this team out. Well, I mean, we talking how I'm saying this is. Pre, what this is the preseason. Like, I just thought Seattle was gonna blow them out or whatever. And so once you know we start seeing, once we start seeing, this was kind of one of those hey true test games to see. It's like a litmus test game to see where you really are in the league. And I hate to say this for a loss, but the Falcons passed. Oh, by far, without a doubt, they did. You know, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but there's a such thing as a moral victory. Yeah. Because they had the first half went as bad, really the first quarter. But the first half, particularly the first quarter, went as bad as any half a quarter can go for a team. But they did something that under Mike Smith and under previous regimes, or just for the life of the Falcons, we've never seen. They made adjustments, and the adjustments worked. Yeah, they came and struck them boys in the third quarter. That thing was beautiful. Yeah, and thank you. And, you know, I give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit. I know you don't give him as much credit as I do. But when he gets going, you can see it all over the field from Matt Ryan to the receivers to the running backs to the top. Levine to Lolo caught a fucking touchdown. Well, I'm not shooting at him if he's doing a good. If he's doing a good job, he's been doing a good job. I haven't had anything bad to say about Kyle Shanahan. He's been an offensive genius. Yeah, I'm just saying, think about that. Levine to Lolo caught a wide open touchdown. Amazing, yeah. I want to go back to the your solution. I think you had a great solution. The first, the best solution I heard before what you said was that each team gets one per half. You get to challenge one pass interference per half. Yeah, we don't want to keep slowing down the game. Yeah, but I think one per half per team that fit that can solve the problem. One per game per team. The reason you can't do one per game is because you may do it too early and you may need it later on. So I think it's one well, per half. I think you take all that out. Just do it in the, in the fourth quarter overtime in the last two minutes of the game. That's when I think it should happen. Within that scope, just like with everything else, the last two minutes of the game as far as reviews go and all that. So in the last two minutes of the game, the coaches don't even throw the flag for the reviews and the challenges. The booth does that. So they should just add that to one of the things that the booth reviews. That's a really good idea. So bad officiating has a tremendous impact, not only on the game, but on your fantasy as well. Oh, it can kill you. It can break your back. Now, in that instance, Julio had already been going off with Matt Ryan, but imagine if you tack on another 40. Yeah, because he had seven catches, 110 yards, 120 yards, right? So 
they give him eight catches, like 150 yards, right? So He was already like 130-something in a touch. So yeah. he was already going crazy. And then not only that, what happens after that, right? So maybe they go to him again. Maybe he gets some more yards. Maybe he scores again. Right. So that, I mean, that plays a huge part. We'll see how everything plays out. Because with the the whole fantasy, man, just speaking of that, this year has been brutal. And it continues to be brutal. Well, I think the, I think the fantasy and real football are, are syncing up. Like, football hasn't been – the NFL hasn't been good this year. By and large, it's been bad for the most part. And I think that, I think that shows in your fantasy. You don't know – I mean, it's hard to pick a running back. It's hard, you just don't know who's doing what week after week after week. And those people now, you, you were sure to get 20 points from. Now I'm an NFL guy. You know that. But you're exactly right, man. The NFL is not bad. It's been horrible. And uh, I was listening to local Atlanta sports radio. They were saying that it's down like 13% of what are some of the things that causes it. I think one of the biggest things is Roger Goodell is taking a sledgehammer to this thing. Between these new rules and this can't touch and all this type of stuff, like the lingerie football league is much tougher than the NFL. The Canadian league is tougher than the NFL. College is tougher than the NFL. And then if you compound that, these bullshit rules that they have, compound that with your primetime game, what was it? Sunday night was the Texans versus the Colts. Monday was the Cardinals and the Jets. Um, they have been horrible games on Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday. Last week was the was the uh, Carolina versus Tampa Bay, and ESPN. Another uh, just a side note here has totally, totally crushed their network. They they've killed themselves from. Announcers to games. Have you tried to watch a Monday night game? I'm a college guy, so I know Sean. Um, I, I forgot his name. Sean um, McDermott, I think that's his name. Yeah, McDermott. Oh, God. He's monotone. He doesn't. He, John Gruden carries him. And John Gruden, you know, John Gruden is such a team player. He really shows him a lot of love, but he carries him during the broadcast. And He's awesome. And I don't give a I don't give a fuck how much it costs to get Mike Tirico back. They need to get Mike Tirico back. He is awesome. But you spoke to a, you spoke to a bigger point. Is it time for the NFL to kind of revisit their scheduling? And I don't mean scheduling like that. You know, they wait till like week eleven or twelve before they do those flex games. Should every week after like week two or three be flex? Should the league be able to say, hey? This game goes here. This game goes here. This game goes here because they already moved times back anyway. Like the Falcons, the Falcons and Packers was moved to four thirty like two weeks ago, or a week ago. Like, right? They're not, they're not waiting to flex those games out. I mean, they, they're already moving them. Uh, so now maybe week two or three that's early, but week five and six, six, you know what you got. These games, man. And it happens to ESPN every year with Monday Night Football. They get stuck. Because of the, because you can only flex one way, right? So like they get stuck with a shitty game. Meanwhile, NBC gets a good game, and it's just some random creme de la creme game that's on network TV. And then even network TV, like they need to revamp their whole announcements, man. Give me John Man to pass Summerall back, resurrect Pat Summerall, and, and get a buzz for John Man because Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I mean, most former players. Back. 
So like with the Falcons, the Falcons are a franchise with not enough tradition. So one week it'll be John Lynch is their collaborator. This last week it was Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber and the other crack, and they suck. Yeah, they are good. So I don't. When you have teams that don't have that type of tradition, I don't know what you do, but you can't just. It's better off if you have just two guys who went to broadcasting school talk than it is to get somebody like Rondé Barber or John Lynch. Yeah, it'll be much better. Let me tell you who really kills me. That Thursday night game with Phil Nat, Phil Sims, and Nance. Jesus. Them white bread cracker motherfuckers, man. Agenda pushing, boring ass motherfuckers, man. They horrible to me. Yeah, so I think. Let me ask you a question about Goodell. I think that the bigger pictures, the refereeing is bad, the announcing is bad, and the, the scheduling is bad. bad. The game is bad. I mean, just take out. So, right now we have the game is bad, the refereeing is bad, the announcing is bad, and the scheduling is bad. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is Goodell the problem or he just happened to be the president at the worst time to be it's the president? major problem. You don't think it's just happenstance? That, do you think any other commissioner will have this problem during this time? I'm not to waiver these stars. Look at Adam Silver and some of the stars that have had to waiver as soon as Daniel Stern got out. And he had to waiver some of those big time storms. Storms. When they came that con- concussion protocol, what you don't want to do, you want to be proactive, not reactive. And the NFL has been reactive in the, in, the, in that whole protocol thing. Uh, as far as if a, if a if a player is out, not that out, that's fine. Go ahead and do the, the protocol. But as far as changing the rules of how you hit, when you hit, dead, that's horrible. The other rule, they call it the can rule with the whole showboat. Fans love it, man. I'm a fan of it. It's not just Cam. It's not just Kelsey. It's whomever, man. That's They try to take the emotion out the game. That's a direct offense to the fan. I want to see some drawing. I want to see some dance. I want to see some, some judge. I want to see it. I was looking at something uh, this morning with the whole Terrell Owens and the Dallas Cowboys. You remember that? When Terrell scored and then ran to the star and then did the T.O. thing, and then Emmitt Smith came back. When you get that kind of chip in this man, you love that as a fan. And they're taking that away. Them white bread can't play bullshit crocs. And when you take that away, you take away from the game. And you're seeing the product now. You got shitty announcers who's boring, and you got a game that's full of shit. And that's what they're doing to the NFL. Listen, they're not going to be able to walk. They're not going to remember shit. That's the hazard of the job. You're a trash can. You're a trash man. You're going to smell like shit every day. If you work in a coal mine, your lungs are going to get filled. If you're a doctor, you're going to see shit you don't want to see. If you're a police officer, you might get shot. These are the hazards of the job. Stop right there. That was a great rant. But I think that, and like you said, a stronger commissioner, and maybe you can't do that in today's world, but he basically comes out and says that these are the hazards of the job. Regardless of if you get paid a million dollars or a thousand dollars. We have real Americans doing real jobs who take, like you said, whatever chances their job, whatever whatever risk their job lends itself to, they take those risks to provide for their family. When you sign in the NFL, you know you're taking a risk for your long-term health, depending on how long you stay. We'll help you transition to a better life, but we can't be responsible for you acting like you didn't know that football was violent. Well, let's be real. How many motherfuckers were still choosing? I'm not going to lie. I will choose it. I would choose it. Let's be real. We had a, a, a brother that died, uh, Rodney Bean. He played semi-pro for free. Paid to play. 
He would choose it. A lot of people would choose. Let me tell you something, man. 85% of people choose to play to get paid than to work to get paid. Agreed. So shut that shit down. I don't give a fuck because you went broke because you spent $10 million. You had $5 million in your career, which is low on the NFL scale. You made $5 million. You blew through. And now you want a handout. Fuck your handout. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've seen LeVar Erickson play. I've seen Jamie Dukes play. I've seen some. I've seen John Lynch play. I've seen Dawkins play. You're going to be. I, come on, man. You're going to be hurt. We've seen Jerome Bettis play. We've seen Ironhead Hayward. And then I, and a Christian Okoye. We know what the fuck we talking about. We've seen Bo Jackson. We've seen them. They don't shy away from contact. They go right in. We've seen Ray Lewis. They yeah. gonna hit. Steve Atwater running left. Yeah. Come on, Atwater. Come on, man. Trump out of my. had like two, three concussions before he even got drafted. We seen Ed Reeves. We seen Sean Taylor. So let's get real about this shit. My high school coach said people think football is a contact sport. They're wrong. It's a collision sport. Your job is to knock the motherfucker out in front of you. Every play for 100 plays. And that's what football is. And And when you're trying to take that out of football, then you have what we have right now. Which is is trash. This is the generic version of Captain Crunch. This shit just hard to stuff up your mouth and it's not even sweet. That's what this is. It's trash. They're going to get ranked. They're going to get kicking. Your picks and kicks. There's a kick. Let's talk about the fantasy now. We don't let the fans wait long enough. Let's give them a few fantasy sleepers. Go ahead. Fantasy winners. I got an old sleeper for you. And I was late to getting this guy. Somebody beat me to him. Cameron Meredith. If he's still on your way of a while, you might want to pick him up. The wide receiver from Chicago. I don't know what Brian Hoyer is doing. He don't like Alshon Jeffrey. Eddie Royals hurt. How do I know? I got both of them fuckers on my team. And he keeps going to Cameron Meredith. So, yeah, Cameron Meredith had, what, 12 catches last week or something like that? 11 catches or something? It's been both two weeks in a row. Yeah. I actually was going to say him, too. But I, I was going to say... For me, I'm so running back star. I'm going to look down to Miami and Jay Adaye. I don't know if I'm saying. Yeah, he had 200 yards last week. But he's getting the bulk of the carries now that Kenyon Drake is hurt. And they're pretty much going to shell Arian Foster for the year. Sure, Arian Foster's bullshit. I am on fantasy. I'm trying to get Jay Adaye, but I doubt if I get him because I'm so long in the waiver wire. But Jay Adaye is straight, too. Who was your fantasy uh, stud this week? I mean, Odell Beckham. Jesus. That's going to be about my Lewinsky. Good God, that man. <coughs> Go ahead. Who's your fantasy stud? The guy who gets it, getting you the mail every week, Drew Brees. Drew Brees going to let you down. Oh, man. You said the best Drew Brees out there getting jumped, but he's fighting like hell. Let me tell you something, man. R.I.P. Morris. Let's be clear. Drew Brees get you the business, man. And he's going to get to you every week. Thank God I picked up Brandon Cook. Somebody dropped him in the waiver wire for some for Sammy Coates. Thank you, idiot. 
I was jacking off on that one, man. I, as soon as I got him, I skied. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's go on and go with the Lewinsky and the You Suck Awards. Let's get it. All right, let's start with the Lewinsky. I'm going to two people. Me first. You want me to, you want me to crank it up? Go ahead. I crank it up. Give me the keys. I drive this motherfucker. I can shift the gears. One, Odell Beckham. Lord have mercy. Stop right there. Before you go on your rant, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Is he like the pretty girl who's crazy as shit, who has great pussy? Is he worth all the shit he come with? He damn sure will. He's a diva, essentially, right? Give him some more shit. He can crank up some more shit. <laughs> he can crank. Listen, proposal to the gold, and then he just made a mockery of all you stupid motherfuckers in the media who wanted all that fuss about that gold post. You see, he proposed to it, laid with it. He showed y'all stupid motherfuckers. That was other about that nigga, man. See how he did these crackers? Gave him that little Marshawn Lynch. Some of that Marshawn Lynch shit. Fuck you back. I love it. 200 yards for a wide receiver and two touchdowns. Lord have mercy. I'm glad I didn't play the motherfucker who had Odell Beckham because he went ballistic. <laughs> Thank God. And my second is the mighty, mighty, the great, the myth, the legend, Matt Ryan. If you wasn't paying attention, they were teeing off on Matt Ryan like a crash dummy in the first half. That first quarter, they were knocking his ass around like a goddamn cheap hooker. Man, that shit was ridiculous, man. The referee, we was talking about the pass interference. The referees wasn't calling. They was driving him to the ground. That's a call, ain't it? It was one play. Bendy came around the corner, literally had both arms around him, picked him up, and drove him to the ground. They was teeing off on Matt Ryan. I lied and showed it to the second half. They was banging him, and he was getting the ball out, looking down the gun barrel. Getting it out that motherfucker, man. Matt Ryan was tougher than goddamn 60-year-old hooker pussy. And was still shooting it out there, man. And was talking some shit. I gave it to Matt Ryan, man. Do you have any word for Lenny Self and other black people, Atlanteans who don't like Matt Ryan? You heard that from him. I was trolling Lenny's all goddamn day, wasn't I? Yes. You see the group text? Yeah, so all the listeners and all the fans, we text each other during the game. I'm sure like you and your friends doing. Lenny Self can't wait for Matt Ryan to fuck up. It's like he's sitting there just, oh, I can't wait for him to fuck up. And Calhoun troll him all day when he don't. He been looking good as fuck. Thank you, Matt Ryan. Thank you for letting me troll your haters. I'm doing a job for you. Don't worry about it, baby. I got you. Who you got? I got a combo pack. Come on with it. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. That's a mean pack. Jerry, babies and fools. Babies and fools. Jerry Jones damn sure ain't no baby. You're a fool. God watch out for him like a motherfucker. For him, I, he didn't stumble into it. He stumbled into Ezekiel. He didn't stumble into neither one of them. For him, he's a great GM. He's a good GM. He's probably better than 75% of the GMs in this. Let's be honest. If you go all-time GM, Jerry Jones got to be in there. He always he got three Super Bowls as a GM. Yeah, he loaded that team up. He's a hell of an eye for talent, though. And that other year, they had 13 motherfuckers going to the Super Bowl. They didn't even, I mean, to the Pro Bowl, and they didn't even go to the Super Bowl. 
he loads that team up. This what the, he's not good at picking coach. Well, yes, he was. He got Jimmy Jones. Well, I mean, the part of it is he wants to be the coach too. Like if he just stayed and just was the GM and let the coaches do the coaching, he'd probably be better off. But my God, you gotta. If you're a Dallas fan, you got to be jizzing over yourself just for the future with what you have right now. And they got that Prescott in the fourth round. Again, we're we're gonna do a we're probably gonna do a voting podcast when Romo if and when Romo comes back about why the Cowboys should and shouldn't start. We'll probably get one group of people to be why they shouldn't start. One Romo's group of, not coming back. He'll come back. Nah, he's, he's Jerry Jones' son-in-law, grandson-in-law, whatever the fuck he is. He's so. not coming back. You can see it now. First, remember last week, Jerry Jones saying when he's healthy, he's going to start. Now they're like, well, we don't know when it's going to happen. Romo's healthy. He's not coming back. Oh, yeah, they tell him, hey, hold on now. Yeah, yeah that I kid just that. went to Green Bay and won to Green Bay. He's yeah. not coming. That kid went 170 some passes without an interception. I think. He's not coming back. I should think he's making Jason Jerry be a better coach. I said this in our college football podcast last year. Oh, you're for that, excuse me. Jimbo isn't a good coach, but Jameis makes him a better coach because he has to, he can, he's more conscious with the situations he, he puts Jameis in. The same thing with Dak Prescott. They're so careful in how they're handling him, making sure they don't put him in bad situations. It's leading to better play calling. Whereas with Romo, hey, we'll just let him do whatever the fuck he want to do. And you see how that goes for them. And they're getting Ezekiel. They want to be running like they're running. It won't be playing like they're playing. It won't be calling the plays they're playing. I agree. Exactly. So that's my Lewinsky. The combo pack is Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. So, all right, let's go to the You Suck Award. You go first. You kick it off. The referees of the Atlanta and Seattle game. And Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman had like a bitch that whole game. That whole game, he a bitch. I didn't know he was that much of a bitch. I think we're acting like a chunk that whole game. You had a bad game, it happens. Whatever, but just how he was acting, that shit wasn't even cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, Earl Thomas got a pick. Much respect to Earl Thomas. Much respect to all the players. Much respect to Michael Bennett. I mean, just respect the people. Like, you know, it's one thing to be a competitor. It's a whole other thing to be a bitch out there. And he was a bitch to me. So, Richard Sherman get my use up. And we talked earlier in the kicking part about the refs. Call the fucking call, man. I got, I got to go piggybacking. For one, the refs, fuck you, both fingers, fuck you, click, fuck you in the click you claim. What side is it? <laughs> you claim you was a player, but we fucked your wife. Richard Sherman was something different, man. He really was a bitch. I don't respect him. I think he's a cunt. I think he's a hoe. I think he's a sucker. I think he's nothing. Uh, I got to give it to one more person. God damn, Fitzpatrick. What are you doing? You proven right on that one, uh, Darren. Jesus, you get bid for Geno Smith. You need to go ahead and be nothing. That's what you are. And the coach team for Lynn Houston come back and take you to overtime. And Lamar Miller run over you. Thank you again, Lamar Miller. You so one of my fantasy teams. Thank you. But the coach, what are you doing? I'm going to throw one more. You suck and Lewinsky together. I'm going to give Lewinsky the Kaepernick just for starting. That's, a, that's an uncomfortable situation for everybody. But he should get some head for going out there. And then you suck the Buffalo for trolling him. And I, I'm glad. I hope he understands he's going to get trolled everywhere he go from now on. But, you know, the Bills fans suck for trolling him. 
I got a usurp, a future usurp. Uh, next week for the Pittsburgh Steelers for Ben Roethlisberger getting hurt in this game against fucking Miami and not being able to give us him and Tom Brady <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Fuck you, you motherfuckers. We wanted to see Pittsburgh and New England with a big Ben and a Tom Brady. I actually glad he. I'm glad he is hurt. I want to see that when it counts in the playoffs, not in the regular season. That's all for the Utes. All right, let's go to get to the games. The first game is Chicago at Green Bay. There is no. Oh, the line is Green Bay by seven and a half. Watch this. Give me Chicago. Green Bay wins, but they don't cover. I don't trust shit. Green Bay doing. I'm bullshit. Give me Green Bay. You can't trust. Really though, you can't trust Green Bay. At least not by seven and a half. I don't trust Green Bay. I'm being dead ass serious. I'm being real. I'm not gonna take Chicago because Chicago might be the second worst team, if not the first worst team in the league. But I don't know what Aaron Rodgers and them doing over there. They look like shit. But I gotta take Green Bay and Green Bay. Let me ask you this: Is it Rodgers' fault? Is it McCarthy's fault? Is it somebody else's fault? We don't know, or something else we don't know. I don't. I think it's a combination of everybody. When you look as bad as they looking, it's everybody. And see, I think it goes back to what we were saying about Cincinnati. You can only be so much for so long. And the only difference between them and Cincinnati is that they have a Super Bowl. Right. So, like, right. if they don't have that Super Bowl, they'd be the Cincinnati or the NFC. Right. So, you know, better quarterback, of course, but, you know, just in general. And so, I think their time is closing. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is doing what he can do, but Clay Matthews is getting old. Jordan Nelson done got, you know, he's been getting hurt. Around the car, been in the lead like seven years. It just seemed like yesterday, but now he's getting a little older. So all they little athleticism, they, they're losing their athleticism at a... At the team a, is poorly constructed. Huh? The, the team is poorly constructed. Yeah. The defense isn't that good. They don't have a tight end. The line still struggles. I mean, it's just not good. Yeah. So we both got Green Bay winning. I don't have them covering seven and a half. Do you have them covering seven and a half? Quiet as cut. Brian Hoare can put up points. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They won't cover seven and a half. They'll win, but that Grant, Brian Hoyer can go 30, uh, 30 to 33. They can lose like that with Brian Hoyer because he's not going to throw the killer turnover. Right. Jay Cutler probably healthy right now. He just can't get his job. Yeah. Then, <laughs> this, this, now we're on Sunday games. The first Sunday game, 9.30 a.m., Giants at the Rams in, uh, in London. In London. That's a bullshit when you cheat your – not just the fan base, but you keep the team and making that a uh, home game. You need to make that both away games. Line is New York by three. I'll take New York and I'll take the three. Oh no, this game is so wishy washy. New York is so up and down. This would be a game Eli throw three touch, three interceptions, and you would be like, what the fuck? I wouldn't bet on it. I would not bet on this shit. Meanwhile, Ty Gurley and the Rams, like, what the fuck? That's not even who went off the last game. Case Keenum, the one that went off with Kenny Britt. Yeah. Kenny Britt was a fantasy stud. I just want to pick Kenny Britt. But the motherfucker had over 20 points. I can't lie to you, Calhoun. This is a tough game for me to pick. I'm just going with the Giants because it's not the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff Fisher on the sideline. I'm not saying that which one to be right. You don't know what you'll get with them Giants. Exactly. Give me, I can't believe I'm Pete Jeff Fisher, but give me Jeff Fisher. Go ahead with it. 
Next game. Next one. The first one. I, to come. Now, hold on. I got the Giants. Yeah. I got the Rams. Okay. <laughs> Next one. The first one o'clock game. The Saints at the Chiefs. The line is Kansas City by six and a half. This Darren. Give me the Saints. Give me the Chiefs. They cover? Nah, they don't get six and a half. Not on no Drew Brees. You just said yourself. They don't get six and a half. But they, they win the game. They can't outscore Drew Brees. Drew Brees don't win that game. I got the Chiefs. New Orleans ain't trying to say to the New Orleans Breezes. He just saying, yeah, not even Sean. Sean Payton fucking them, too. Yeah. But I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're going to be a good game. I got the Chiefs. Next 1 o'clock game, the Colts, who are 2-4 and four at the Titans, 3-3. Three and three, The Lions, Tennessee, by 2.5. Before we pick the game, can Tennessee win this division? I don't think so. Not yet. But this division is so shitty. Can Jacksonville, our preseason pick, come back and win the game? Nah. It's going to be either Houston or it's going to be... I don't trust Tennessee. The Colts are in last place. And they're on three away. It's going to be Houston. Can you say that with a lot of confidence? No. On a scale of 110, how confident are you saying Houston win? I don't trust nobody in it. The coach can come back. I don't trust nobody in this division. This division is awesome. Yeah, somebody can just win just for the sake. I agree with that. This Darren, I'm going to take the Titans. I think they cover. I think they win by three. Ah. You know one thing, though? I'm still going to take the Titans, and I think they cover. But in games like this, you normally just you tend to pick on who's the best player on either in the team. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, and I'm going to take the coach. Yeah, you just take the coach. You're figuring that the best player win the game, right? I'm thinking of any piece of Donald. I don't like this game. I'll take the coach. The coach are horribly coached with no talent. They're horrible. They need to fire Chuck Donald. I don't give a fuck if he had cancer, man. They need to fire him. Uh, I got the coach. Next 1 o'clock game, Vikings at the Eagles. The line is Minnesota by two and a half. Give the, me the Vikings and give me that two and a half. I couldn't agree with you more. The it's shine, right. the the sheen is coming off of Carson Wentz and the Eagles a little bit. They go out alert. Hit that bell. Make a bell in the there. Here's <laughs> our betting alert. The Vikings and Eagles. The Vikings win this game. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Vegas got this line so low. Vikings win this one. Take this. Take the bet. Take the line and get your money. Take the money. Yeah, that, I mean, that's an easy win. But I'm just, I'm just shocked at how low the line is. The, line, the next 1 o'clock game is Cleveland and Cincinnati. The line is Cincinnati by 10. This is Darren. Upset. Give me Cleveland. Cincinnati is not good. I'm going to say Cincinnati. They not don't. I'm going to say Cincinnati isn't good. Who the hell set the, the, the points at 10? Ding, ding, ding. This is the other one. Bet Cleveland. Yeah, that team is not what's up. But I, I got Cincinnati in this one. Yep. Cleveland don't lose by 10. They haven't lost by double digits this year beside the Patriots, have Hey, uh, on a low, if they wasn't losing all these games, Terrell Pryor probably your MVP of the league. Yeah. Or at least what, most improved player, whatever whatever they have? I don't give a fuck. Offensive player, most improved player. Yeah, he'd be something, yeah. They probably don't even have a trophy for all the shit he's doing. One o'clock, the Redskins at the Lions. The Lions Detroit by one and a half. 
Give me the Lions. I agree. Give me the Lions and give me the one and a half. Side note, that bastard going to Tate, I had him on my roster <laughs> for four fucking weeks. Dropped him. And he went the fuck off. Last Sunday. <laughs> I seen him. One of the motherfuckers in our league got him now. It seemed like they keep getting everybody who I dropped because the, the young lady has Terrell Pryor too. And she got Golden Tate. That pisses me the fuck off. And I dropped. All right, come on. I don't know. Get on me. Go ahead. What's the next game? <laughs> Go ahead. You finish it up. No, nah, hurry up. What's the next game? <laughs> Sound like you were the Raiders at the Jaguars. The line is Jaguars by one. Give me the Raiders. One o'clock game, West Coast team coming east. Give me the Jaguars. That's a good reason. And they they almost they mirror each other with young talent. Yeah. The Jaguars. The problem is just Blake Brothers isn't Derek Carr. Like if Blake Brothers can be any type of consistent, they'd be alright. Yeah. Alright, what's the next one? o'clock game, Buffalo at the Dolphins. Line is Buffalo by three. Give me Buffalo. Me too. Let me ask you this. Is Buffalo one of the 10 best teams in the league right now? No. Countdown 10 better teams. Nah. <laughs> Countdown 10 better teams. Nah, I'm not going to waste time on Buffalo. We're in the lineup base show. Uh, it seemed like Rich Ryan done slid his way. He done, He had three in the possible and he done made six. I don't trust Rich Ryan and Tom Ryan too. They fought two, Calhoun. I don't trust them either, but they keep squeezing wins out their asses. It may be. We'll see later on. I'll revisit that conversation in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, hey, the next one o'clock game. You got to think, they still got two games against the Dolphins and the Jets. Now. We'll revisit it later on. <laughs> the next game, we but we both got Buffalo winning and covering the three, correct? Yeah. Okay. Next game, <laughs> the Ravens at the Jets. The line is even. Ravens. I mean, it's Ravens. Let's stop on the Jets for a second. You have to go with Geno at this point, right? No. Or you have to go with a you have to go with a quarterback not named Fitzpatrick at this point. You might go with that Bryce Petty motherfucker. Or Christian Hackenberg, but you got to go with somebody. That's how I go with. But I definitely go. Geno already showed you what he is in this league, and that's shit. How can he show you, but Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't show you? Fitzpatrick, well, because Fitzpatrick has been who he's been. This may be his worst series. No, but this but is a normal year for him. They're going to mess around and get that nigga fired. Yeah. He don't have that, big of a, that much of a leash. Yeah. Even though he went 10 6 last year. Yeah. All right. Man, for a change. 4 5 game, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. The line is Tampa Bay by one and a half. I stand with Captain. That's a lie. I'm going to say you're going to go against the black quarterback for the mix one? Oh, well, now we're going to solidify. Fuck. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay wins this game. I really do. But fuck it. I want Kaepernick to win. Kaepernick. Give me the San Francisco. Chip Kelly and Kaepernick is a shit show. But give me San Francisco. I'm like you. I want Kaepernick to win. My heart is saying pick San Francisco. My head is saying pick Tampa Bay. Yeah, so let me tell you this, and everybody knows this. The base problem with Chip Kelly is that his offense is meant to score quickly. 
But in, in college, that works when you have the better athletes. When if it's out of 33 different groups, offense, defense, special teams, you have 30 of the best athletes on the field. In the pros where everybody's equal, you can't give the other team the ball for so for for such a longer time and expect them not and expect there not to be consequences for those actions. And I think it takes him, I think it took all this for him to realize that. Tampa Bay wins, but I think that now you this now you know why Chip Kelly's offense is failing and why he's failing in the NFL. We knew that when he was with the Eagles. He didn't go take his head back to college. But even then, he wasn't. That, I mean, he was okay college coach. But when they play teams with similar talent, they lose. Yeah, we. He, but he don't need to be in the NFL at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, college. If you're not Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, or maybe Les Miles, who the fuck are you? Almost, you know what I'm saying? So, that's a four o'clock game. The Patriots at the Steelers. The Lions, New England by seven. Give me New England by seven. With Landry Jones starting, give me New England. I'm surprised that line hand crept up even more, but give me New England, give me the seven as well. Yeah. Next four o'clock game, the Chargers at our Falcons. Line is Falcons by six and a half. Give me the Falcons and give me the six and give me the seven. Give me the Falcons, but they don't cover. Six and a half is a high number for Phil Rivers. And quiet is kept. The Chargers are like the best three quarter team in the league. For three quarters they kick your ass. It's just the last quarter where they get a shit up. They had a better coach. Those motherfuckers would be 5-1, 6-0. Yeah, so like, Atlanta wins, but it's definitely, they definitely don't cover the 6.5. Damn speed. That one team that had two games with a 99-point some percent they had 99% chance of winning the game. They were supposed to win the game, and they lost those games. They got a bad coach. But the Falcons. But you said they covered up, right? Yep. All right, the 8.30 game. The Seahawks at the Cardinals. The line is Arizona by one and a half. Is, is Carson Palmer playing? Yeah. You mean the Seahawks? <laughs> <laughs> you guys let like you go say you do. I agree with you. I, I think the Seahawks. I think Arizona, Cincinnati, Green Bay, I think they're all in the same group. Long in the tooth. Like they didn't capitalize on their time as much as they should have. Yeah, they need to make some changes. Yeah. They have one good piece. Speaking of Arizona, with David Johnson, but Fitzgerald again. Oh, I love Fitzgerald. Probably my favorite. Yeah, Carson Palmer and like you can't you can't get away from him and start a quarterback who isn't tried and true at this point. So they're kind of locked into him. So we both got Seattle winning, and and they don't Arizona doesn't cover one and a half. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> the Monday night game is the. Return the triumphant return of Brock Osweiler to Denver. The Texans versus the Broncos. The line is Denver by seven and a half. I got Denver, but not by seven and a half. I got Denver, but I got them by double digits. Brock Osweiler and shit. Yeah, he trash. Him and the coach getting into it in film, man. You said it best. They're just the beneficiaries of getting to play. Goddamn, the Colts and the Jaguars and the Titans. Houston ain't good. No, they're not. Thank you guys for listening. This is the digitaldarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. We out, bitch.